Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Guapish Rule 34. As always, I'm your host, Tanner, and today I'm joined by the spiciest Irishman I know, Jackson. I am actually, surprisingly, primarily Irish. I did a DNA test, so this is actually confirmed, and that also means I don't like immigrants. It really just works out. That's crazy. And also joining us, our resident almost an immigrant, Nico. Guys, I just want to say right off the bat here, I believe that this episode will be a sham if we do not address the situation going on in Gaza. Okay. Haven't we talked about it before? We don't like Gaza. We need to address it, though, dude. We need to address it, okay? Okay. I'd rather undress it. (laughs) Oh! Oh! What are we trying to say about it? We just need to address it, man. We, 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 it, it, as long as we address it in some fashion, I think that we're safe, okay? okay? Gaza, you know? we see you. Yeah, the fucking yeah. Uh, Game Awards Future <laughs> we, Class members would be in shambles oh, right, right now if we don't talk about it at all. Of course, yeah. Um, I'm Here's my official statement that you can put on my headstone or whatever you do with these. Man, that's a bummer. <laughs> Tanner, I feel like you have a lot of uh, things that we need to cram onto your headstone when you die. <laughs> He's going to have a very <laughs> elaborate grave. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have a I fucking assume... mausoleum with a bunch of different quotes etched into it. <laughs> there we go. I assume there are, like, companies who specialize in making gravestones, and I like the idea that they probably have character limits. <laughs> probably. That's oh. very funny to me. you got to yeah. update to the super deluxe pack if you want this many characters. <laughs> Actually, that'll be an extra $4,000. You guys absolutely, in this hypothetical where for some reason you're in charge of my headstone, should, like, write some message on it that gets cut off. <laughs> there That'd we be go. great. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a world-building gravestone if I've ever seen one. So put the Navy SEAL copy pasta on it. <laughs> <laughs> it just wraps around the entire thing. Yeah. The whole fucking That'd thing just great. full of text. It's like one of those fucking hoodies where the, the picture takes up the whole hoodie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Tanner, what is going on in Ireland right now? Um, uh, some, like, you see, the problem is... Is it I've the only Troubles heard, Part 2? It is, no, it's not the Troubles Part 2. I've only heard the headlines and shit, so... What's, okay, how about you describe what you think is happening in a funny okay. way? Okay, I believe a Somali pirate sailed over to Ireland, jumped out, and then stabbed a three-year-old to death... And then stabbed like seven more people. What? And then now, now the Irish are uh, flipping the fuck out. They're like burning buses, and they're like burning down hotels that were being used to to store migrants and whatever. And uh, Conor McGregor, the MMA fighter, I, I believe they're about to crown him king of Ireland, and he's going to kick out all the brown people. There we go. I'm pretty sure that's uh, about what's happening. Quite frankly, an absurd situation, you know? Yeah, kind of silly, especially with all the accents. It's like, Hoy, I don't like the Shemolis, eh? You know? Yeah, like, exactly. How am I supposed to take you seriously? You don't. They're Irish. Mm-hmm. The Ku Klux Klan should have thought of that. If they all spoke in, like, silly British accents, no one would have taken <laughs> taken them <laughs> they seriously. They would have flown under the radar all this time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they want to be taken seriously, though, you know? That's a fair point. Well, I mean, you know, if you have to choose between... Getting what you want done and being taken seriously, like, I feel like one is obviously preferable. Gotcha. That's fair. It's like Adam Sandler. No one takes him seriously, yet he makes money. Exactly. That's why he's able to run amok right now. Mm-hmm. 
We can't detain him because no one takes him seriously. I can't wait till we get to see uh, a good Adam Sandler movie. That'll be crazy. Dude, we're in the fucking holiday season. You can pick eight crazy nights anytime you want. <laughs> eight crazy nights is... is a haun- wait, is that a Hanukkah thing? Yes, it is. Holy shit. There's no way it's good. <laughs> Tanner, is Jewtopia on your movie list? Jewtopia? Jewtopia. No, but it might be now. <laughs> I should add it. That sounds funny as fuck. Is it made by Jews or is it? I have no idea. I just saw the like, name. Which, and I was like, "This which looks." Which direction spooky. is the satire coming from? I don't. I don't know. I know nothing about this film other than it's named fucking Jewtopia, and I thought that was funny, so I put it on my list. <laughs> I'd love if there were two versions of it, like a Gentile version and a Jew version. Let's say Goy version and a Jew version. Oh, there you Koi go. version. That'd be funny as fuck. Yeah, we're all Goys. So, since we're into December here now, I feel like it's a, you know, a good enough time to, like, start uh, talking about, like, you know, the holiday season and shit like that. Spreading Christmas cheer. Good, good-natured will among men and all that shit, you know? Good-natured will. <laughs> yeah, good-natured will. <laughs> and so, here's one thing that I wanted to bring up to you guys. I was thinking about the other day. What do you feel is, like, proper gift-receiving and, like, gift-giving etiquette amongst, like, adults and shit like that, you know? Mm. Okay. One... You need to come to an agreement on if gifts are being given mm. in the first place. Yeah. Two, and like, I know a lot of people when they hear me say this, they're going to be like, oh, that takes all the, the magic out of it, all the specialness, whatever. Um, I think this is necessary to avoid just awkwardness that can come from this. Establish a price range. Mm. Okay, we're going to get gifts for each other. And it, they will cost between this much and this much. Yeah. And if you're, like, you know, trying to coordinate this with Jackson, tell him, like, a third of, like, what the actual thing is going to be. Otherwise, he's just going to, like, blow everyone else out of the water. Yeah. Is Jackson a notorious gift giver? <laughs> yes. No, I fucking... Dude, so what happened... I think he's referencing last Christmas, where yeah. my family did a round-robin thing where we all put our names in a raffle, basically, and we everybody's got, like, a random person they're buying presents for. And it was supposed to be... Like, they wanted us to list, like, three things we wanted worth $50. So I interpreted that as we were buying somebody three things that were worth 50 bucks <laughs> each, which what actually what it was was we're buying, you know, three things that are worth $50 total. So uh-huh. I just I just interpreted her words wrong. So I spent $150 on chocolate and gift cards and random shit for my granddad. And everybody else, you know, got, like, $50 of nothing, basically. Uh... I'm not making that fucking mistake this time, though. Granddad's getting nothing for Christmas this year. <laughs> That's funny. Fuck you, Granddad. You got, like, your next three Christmases last year, okay? You ain't getting squat. Right, yeah. Yeah, I did this with my girlfriend this year, uh, where I was just like, Babe, are we doing presents? And she's like, I love giving people presents. I'm like, okay. I'm broke as hell right now. I don't need you, like, you know, fucking l- doing layups on me and gift giving. We're gonna keep it to under you know X Y Z amount. Gotcha. Yeah. So I did with uh, one of my exes whenever like we'd be uh, fucking doing Christmas shit. Is we just like go to the store and be like, hey, this is uh, what I want. Like we establish like a mm-hmm. price range first, and I'd be like, okay, we'll just like fucking buy each other shit within that range. Because then you know we get exactly what we want. And everyone's happy in the end, you know? Very reasonable. Yeah. Some people will say, oh, that takes the magic out of it, you know? Like, there's a whole mystery of, like, ooh, what am I going to get? I don't fucking care, okay? I don't care about that at all. Yeah. I just think it's a fun little thing. It's sort of like... It's like risk management, you know? Like, if you do, do like, mystery gift and you fucking nail it, like, that's, that's, that's you know, 
really fucking good. That's the best feeling in the world. If you if you do mystery and you fuck it up, it's it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But if you just pick out the thing, then you're right there in the middle where you're like, yeah, I wanted the thing and we did the thing. Um, I do think if you're gonna do that, you obviously you need to like make a day of it, make a date out of it. Yeah, of you course, know? of course. Like the it doesn't it should not be to our audience who I know are probably mostly men around our age. Do not take her to Walmart and say, what do you want, babe? <laughs> that would go dramatically wrong. Yeah. That may have actually happened one of the Christmases, and we were both totally Holy chill with shit. It. Oh, my God. We still Some made day of it, you know? Luckily, that girl was incredibly low maintenance. One year for her birthday, I was like, okay, I'm going to take you out. Where do you want to go? And she's like, I don't know. I guess McDonald's. I was like, why? Yes. That's funny. <laughs> we ended up going to, like, some spaghetti place instead. But, like, you know. That's pretty good. Yeah. Bitches love spaghetti. They they sure fucking, they love pasta. I'm, I'm not a big pasta guy, but they fucking love pasta. Back to the gift what giving. Do okay. you like? What do I like? Yeah, you're not into Mexican. You don't like pasta. You don't like uh, any desserts with fruits in them. Dude, I like sushi at least. That's pretty good. Okay. I, I'm a big seafood guy personally, you know? Gotcha. I like seafood. That's about it. Uh, I also like seafood. I see food and I eat it. Back to the gift <laughs> bullshit that we were talking about prior. Okay, so let's set up a situation here, okay? You receive a gift from a pal, okay? Or just some other fucking person, some other adult in your life, and you don't like it, okay? You, mm-hmm. you, you're obviously just like never going to use it or anything. What do you feel like is the proper response to that? Because most people will obviously just be like, oh, thank you, and then toss in the trash. Is that Yeah, I fine? think that's valid. Is, is, that, is that like the best way to go? Yeah, it's valid. I mean, we're, we're talking just like a store-bought card, yeah? What do you mean a card? They just give you a gift that you don't have, like. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, okay. I don't think you can just throw it in the trash, dude. <laughs> what do you do I with mean, it then? Hmm. You don't want it. Right. What's the play so, there? So, like, let's imagine, you know... Uh, it's Christmas morn, I wake up, I open up a present from Nico, and, uh, you know, it's a fucking extra small condom, and I'm like, this is fucking worthless to me. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously you can't throw it away in front of them. Yeah, of course. I think it kind of depends on the object. Mm. If it's an object that they reasonably would expect to see later on, mm. I guess you have to just keep it around, you know? I feel like that's the wrong answer, Tanner. This exact thing's happened to me before, okay? And it was something that, like, it would very obviously be something that I'd, like, have around. I think I just chucked in the trash at some point. I, like, hid it for a while. Like, I'll just, like, leave it out of sight and then eventually get rid of it somehow. And eventually I did. I buckled down. I was like, okay, I don't want this bullshit, like, rot- rotten around my room anymore. I'm just throwing it away. And that's exactly what I did. And no one was ever the wiser about it. And you should feel okay. bad about that, Nico. You should feel horrible that you did that. That was fucked up of you. But, like, would the, uh, obviously, like, that money's just, like, going to waste, you know? It's, like, the big thing here. So, like, if you're just, like, never gonna fucking use it or anything, should you just, like, be upfront about it and be like, hey, dude, I don't want it? Hey, dude, this like is that? a horrible mm. gift, and you should be fucking ashamed. No, obviously, you gotta, like, try to frame <laughs> it nicely, but. Remember, to, correct me if I'm crazy, mm. it feels like including the receipt with a gift was like a thing for a couple years, but it isn't anymore. Dude, my grandparents do that, and my well, my parents do it too, I guess, a little bit. Uh, and that shit's fucking awesome, because like, there's no pressure to it. You know? They are giving you the option of just getting the money if you want it, and I think mm-hmm. that's sick. 
Yeah, honestly, I feel like that's a fantastic idea. I feel like that's something that should be normalized. Because then, like, you, you don't, like, know, like, if they actually kept it around or not. And also, if they didn't want it, they can just, like, you know, exchange it for something else. Maybe get the money back or something like that. You know, I, I feel like that's a fantastic idea, personally. Right. I guess it kind of comes down to, like, is it within the spirit of the holiday to just purely look at gifts through their the value they, like... They're, like, tangible value, I suppose. What do you mean by that? Yes. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, the, the spirit of Christmas or whatever is that they're giving you something regardless of even if you even want it. Yeah, I mean, obviously you know? it was nice. They, like, thought of you and were like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get this person a gift. They're an important person in my life. I feel like I should get them a gift. Like, obviously that's nice. It's a great gesture. But at the same time, I feel like it would be better... <laughs> If they also just, like, include a receipt or something with it, that way it's like, oh, they get that great feeling of, like, giving you something. But, like, you're able to, like, you know, go out and get something you actually want if you didn't want the thing. <sighs> I don't know. Because, like, then the the, the object is kind of like a physical symbol mm. of them, like, giving a shit, you know? Yeah. Not enough to actually know what to get you, but... Dude, I think you're thinking about this too hard. Yeah. Tanner, let's say they get you, like, this big-ass fucking, like, statue, okay? Just, like, it, it takes up a shitload of room. It's, like, mm-hmm. real big, and it's uh, just god-awfly ugly, okay? It's a, it's a horrendous sight. Do you want that mm-hmm. thing around? It's, it's like a, a one-for-one recreation of the Statue of David, but he's got a giant hog yeah, on Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's just stroking it, bro. Mm-hmm. He's fucking going at it. <laughs> Uh, the the thing is, I wouldn't want to just trash it. I'd want to do something cool with it. Like, uh, like make a video where I take it out to the gun range and I shoot <laughs> the dick off or something, you Yeah, know? there you go. I think they'd appreciate that. Then at the that. very least, at the very, yeah, they, I think they would appreciate that. At the very least, then they're like, hey, where's the fucking, you know, statue of David with his giant horse cock? And I'm like, well, look at, look at this. <laughs> Check this out, dude. Yeah. That's me with, like, a fucking saw, just like, you know? You're reenacting the scene from Terrifier with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just look at you with abject horror and disgust at what you've done to their gift. My baby, <laughs> no. I feel like I'd I, I be... That mean, was a know. symbol of our friendship. <laughs> it's doubtful that that kind of... What if Garrison had, like, a massive outsized reaction to knowing that I, like, threw away that sex doll <laughs> he bought me? He purchased that while he was horrendously drunk, so I think you'll be fine. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I like how I left that in my closet for, like, three years because I was like, I'm going to send this back to him. And then after three years, I was like, fuck, I don't know where he lives. And then I just <laughs> threw it away. <laughs> And he's none the wiser. He actually watches this podcast. He just blundered. Holy shit. Does he actually? No. There's no way. He does not. He's one of our Patreon subscribers. He's the Mr. Top Ramen Man. He's Top Ramen yeah. Man. We still don't know who I'm... you are. Who are you? How did you find who us? Who is the... Does he watch this? I'd assume so. Is... He He's a Patreon supporter. Surely he must watch the videos. Is he going around? He could be just go clicking around a random... Patreon channels and subscribing to them just to weird him out. He's like, oh, a dollar? Why not? Who cares? <laughs> I don't think he's ever even like suggested a movie or anything. You can do that. He's, he's not in the Discord. He's not in the <laughs> yeah. Discord at all. You can have us watch any crazy movie you want. Eight crazy nights. Go for it, dude. It could. I mean, it could just be. Yeah, he's like, dude, one dollar to like permanently occupy three people's minds to share. 
Like, why not? So I can haunt their memories forever? Yeah, that's like, you know, buying a watermelon for four bucks and then just leaving it on someone's doorstep for one day. Like, you get to become a permanent memory of theirs. <laughs> yeah, sounds sick to me. Do you go, Do you want to do that? Do you want to go get a, get a watermelon and then just leave it? On, like, one of our neighbor's uh, doorsteps. Dude, I went, when I was, uh, when we had that, like, random-ass stray cat in our bathroom for a little bit, I don't know if you remember that, I went around... I do remember that. Yeah, I went around and basically just, like, knocked on the doors of, like, everybody in our little strip, and it's, like, 99% of those people have ring cameras. It just wouldn't work anymore unless we, like, Damn go it. in there, like, fully cloaked up, face mask on, mm-hmm. fucking random person dropping up a watermelon in the way. KKK hoods. Exactly. Leave a burning cross while we're there, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be a little obvious, unfortunately. Yeah. What if we actually left a burning cross on someone's driveway, and then when we inevitably get caught in question for it, we're like, "Listen, we're just showing God's burning love for them." <laughs> They're like, "No, you're killing like, like the KK." What? We're really big fans of Madonna. We just saw her like a prayer music video, and we thought it looked really cool. <laughs> Guys, I have a burning question for you. Of the two really popular lady gaga songs that being bad romance and paparazzi what are you guys' preferences bad romance poker face tina that wasn't even an option he gave well i feel like he framed the question incorrectly (laughs) um no i was i was framing it as the only two good ones and you picked wrong unfortunately i i suppose i would also go with bad romance bad romance is just the better one of the options are those even her most listened to songs bad romance i think is like her most popular song i could be wrong about paparazzi though paparazzi is like in my head is like one of those like peak lady gaga songs i I feel like poker face occupies much more mind share for me than paparazzi yeah i'd also say so dude i don't know what's going on in my head then what can i say personally i'm more of a just dance kind of guy just dance is fun yeah i enjoyed that one a good this says her most listened to song is shallow what the fuck is that must be a newer one i I guess She still makes music? I guess so. Why would it be her most listened to one if it's a newer one? Uncertain. Oh, it's from the... It's fr- it's from the A Star Is Born... <laughs> I see. ...soundtrack? What, what the, the fuck? What the hell is that? How old is Lady Gaga now? She's like her 80s. Yeah, she's uh, she's shit. kind of up there. I don't think that's true. <laughs> her yeah. 80s? That's funny. She's old in the car. She was in her 40s when we were babies, you know? Yeah, exactly. She ages twice as fast. <laughs> that woman's an animal. That's crazy. Uh, wh- wh- which is the best uh, Katy Perry song, Dark Horse or Firework? Dude, Firework, obviously. How are, the, how are any of these questions, guys? There's always an obvious answer to them. <laughs> Speaking of Dark Horses and of uh, Lady Gaga being an animal, guys, here's a little question I want to pose to you. Yes, she's fucked dogs. Well, she's a white woman, so that's obvious. However, Tanner, however... Here's a question for you. What animal do you guys think that you would be if you were an animal? Not, I want to make this distinction very clear. Not what animal would you want to be. Realistically, if you were to become an animal, based on your like traits and shit like that, what would you be? I'd be a fucking mm. chupacabra, dude. Can I be a Bigfoot then? No, we're leaving cryptids out of this. Why, did, why are we leaving cryptids <laughs> out of it, you fucking dick? I'm a, I'm a damn chupacabra. I agree, Jackson. Your characteristics do seem very chupacabra-esque. However, let's stick to the fucking... Okay, we'll, we'll get cryptos out of the way. You're chupacabra, Tam's Bigfoot, I'll be Mothman. Okay, we have those established. Awesome. <laughs> Back Fantastic. to the original question. Um, Dude, I think I'd be a weasel. I, I could okay. see a weasel, honestly. I could see that. I think I'm definitely mammalian. Yeah, Tanner, dude. I say this with no disrespect at all, okay? 
You seem like you'd be one of those monkeys who just does nothing but fuck all the time. Okay, a bonobo? All of them? No, there's like a specific one that just like gets down and dirty at all times. Is that the one with the big noses? I don't think so. No, it's a bonobo. Yeah, a bonobo. I, I, I can see the rationale. I don't think that's very reflective of my current state mm. of being. You would think that. So, if we were to base something more off of, like, current you then, Tanner, what do you think you'd be going with? Oh, uh, man, I'm trying to think. I want to say, I don't know, is there any kind of bear that's known for being, like, you know, a little smart? <laughs> a little Yogi? smart? Yeah. Um, how about a moon bear, dude? How about a moon bear? There we go, I'll be, what the fuck is a moon bear? It's like those bears have, like, a big old like, crescent on their, like, collar here, you know? Thought, are you sure... Aren't those sun bears? That might be a sun bear. The sun and the moon okay. are awfully interchangeable. <laughs> it's a celestial <laughs> body bear, you know? Yeah. There's some people out there, like, in America today who think that the sun and the moon are the same thing. They just change color <laughs> or something at night. Um, you know, there's sh- there's so many animals. Oh, hang on. Yeah, the moon bear is a thing. It's the Asian black bear. Okay. It's that guy. Oh, yeah, I'll be that okay. one. Um, I don't know. Am I, am I, I don't know. Would you say I'm a carnivore or an herbivore? Oh, yeah, absolutely carnivore. Are you kidding me, dude? You have big really? carnivore energy. I don't know. I feel like I give off much more herbivore energy. Really? But yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Tanner definitely seems like an herbivore kind of thing. You did eat fucking Soylent, and you did want to really vote for Hillary Clinton back in high school. I sure did. Can I, well, I don't know. Would it be uh, unreasonable for me to say, like, uh, like a bison or something, or a water I buffalo. I can see that. Yes. Okay. That does feel fairly reasonable. Uh, let's say I'm a. Well, I'll go flattering and say bison. <laughs> there we then. Go. Why not a hippo, dude? What's wrong with hippos? Hippos are vicious. Yeah, I feel like hippos have a, a level of aggression that I don't really yeah. possess. But you could you could have that level of aggression if you wanted it, man. <laughs> you just need to want it. Just gotta need it. What about you, Nico? What animal? Um, are you? I don't know. I have a few kind of floating around my mind right now. Like maybe like a ferret. I feel like a ferret could make sense, you know? Uh, I've had uh, many uh, people compare me to a cat back in my day, you know? (laughs) I could see a cat reasonably. It's tough, dude. It's tough out here. I don't know if you're cuddly enough to be a cat. You'd be shocked. Have you you ever cuddled him? Do you know? (laughs) No, he won't let me. (laughs) Unlucky. And that's very cat-like, dude. That's very cat-like, you know? I suppose so. They gotta, like, wanna do it. Like, once they wanna do it, they'll get all up in that space... Like if they don't, if they, if they're entirely abstinent to you, that they just they'll just ignore you, dude. They'll they'll be like, "You want to cuddle me? Fuck off, bro. I'll give you the claws, bro." Mm-hmm. And that is how Nico fights. He yeah. fucking I just dig right into people. him. Mm-hmm. I file my nails to a fine point. Yeah, and then he lays on his back and he does that little thing with his feet where he like, <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> that was my signature fighting style. If you had to adapt an animal into like a kung fu type fighting style, what animal would you go with? Ooh, um, dude, I'd be a fucking kangaroo. I'm just going for chokeholds okay. all day. Dude, they can also like disembowel you with their feet. They can. Mm-hmm. They dan- kangaroos are really fucking dangerous. Yeah, they are incredibly vicious beings. You don't want to fuck with a kangaroo. Kangaroo Jack, I feel, gave people the wrong impression of how cuddly kangaroos are. Mm-hmm. Also, a, a terrible impression of how well they look in uh, hoodies. Oh yeah, true. Dude, it fucks me up so much. That, like, the fucking sack of a kangaroo is, like, filled with all this gross goop and shit like that. Because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool. Just, like, hop on in there. But I saw, like, pictures of, like, the Joey in the pouch, and it's like, oh, gross! It's all wet and shit in there. <laughs> you don't want to be 
loathe and goop. Yeah, I, I, I can't say that that was a particularly uh, appetizing thing to me, to say the least, you know? You know, that fucking begs the question, then. Is it like a like an orifice, then, if there's goop in there? I guess so. You're asking, you're asking too many questions, dude. The kangaroos don't want you thinking about this stuff. Like, is the pouch like basically like, like a fucking nostril or something? Maybe. Is that where, like, the joeys come out of when they're born? So they're, like, already protected and safe? Yeah, that's, that's kangaroo vag. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they give birth to them, like, normally, and then they, like, pick them up <laughs> and put them in the pouch. It's impossible to but, say, like, dude. I simply don't know. Yeah, you say, and they're, like, wet in there. That's making me think, well, is there an entrance to the kangaroo's body in the pouch, I guess then? so. Hmm. Like, there must be, right? Unless it's, <laughs> the only explanation. Unless it's like, a fucking... I guess it depends on how, how, do you know how wet it, like, is it like an armpit? Uh, that I don't know, dude. I haven't done extensive research on this, to be perfectly right. honest. It probably fucking reeks in oh, there, Oh, 100%. Though, right? I'm sure it does not smoke good whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I'd, uh, I'd go for, like, a, like an anaconda mm. or something. There you go. I'd turn that into a kung fu style. I like that, I like that. That's a very grappler-esque sort of fighting style there. Mm. I don't know, maybe like a sparrow or something for me, you know? Something like real quick, they can just like get in and out. Okay. I like that idea. Okay, like a like a hummingbird. Yeah, exactly, a hummingbird. There we go, hummingbird Where you style. fucking flap your arms <laughs> constantly. Confuse them. Balance. It's a pure disorientation yeah, exactly. technique. I can get in That's and out of there mean. real quick. <laughs> if, you, if you don't win the fight in five minutes and you die, <laughs> yeah, or whatever exactly. the fuck uh, that stat about hummingbirds and how often they have to eat is. Yeah, I overexert myself. <laughs> Do you think you could run until you die? Like, if you wanted to for whatever reason? No, I don't think mm. so. Okay. I feel like I, my body would just, like, collapse in on itself at some point, you know, and be like, I, I can't do it anymore, Chief. This is too much for me. That's too much, man. I was thinking the same thing, man. I didn't want to say <laughs> We're on a real animal kick today, aren't we? We sure are. On the topic of animals, do you guys have any, like, fun, like, wild animal stories? Or even, like, mild animal stories? Just, like, I want to hear about animals at all right now, dude. Just, like, get, give me some fucking ideas for animals right now, mm. man. No. I don't. I don't think I do have any crazy wild animal stories, to be honest. Not even mild ones? I I, I'm struggling to even think of a time I've been around a wild animal. Hmm. I mean, you know, nothing really interesting. You know, I've, you know, when I was doing that job where I'm walking around all day, I've been, like, you know, chased by uh, fucking dogs or whatever, or fronted on by deer, but that's about it. You've been chased by them? No, I haven't been chased by deer because I know not to run if a deer starts squaring you up. Well, I was talking about the dogs. You got chased by dogs? Aren't you supposed to also stand your ground against uh, dogs? I mean, I'll say followed, not chased. Okay. But yeah. Gotcha, okay. I'll tell you what, guys. At one time, okay, back in the days of middle school, alright? Holy shit. Back in the dark days. <laughs> Those really were dark days. I, it was I hate looking back on myself from back then. But regardless, at one point, so to get to paint a little picture here, the area where I lived was very wooded. Okay, I lived in like a foresty area, and one of my neighbors I overheard talking about how like he had seen a black bear out in the forest the other day. So you gotta like be careful, watch out, you know. And I was thinking, oh man, a black bear that sure would be scary. Bears are like dangerous or something like that, you know. I'm a little spooked. But I didn't, like, you know, it, 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 eventually, like, it kind of got, like, got pushed away from my mind. You know, months went by, and I stopped thinking about the black bear altogether. Until one day, when I was walking up to my bus stop, you know, 
I saw something, okay. I saw something in the brush. It was a large black figure running away from me. So, oh, holy shit. It looked a little too small to be like a full-ass black bear. So I assumed, okay, that must be like a black bear cub, okay? Like one of their babies is here. If that's the case, I gotta get the hell out of here because mama bear's gonna be right around the corner. She's gonna tear my dang old head off. And so that's exactly what I do. I fucking book it up to the bus stop. I'm all out of breath when I get up there. I'm, I'm, I'm panting and wheezing. The other people there, they're like, what, what's going on? I'm like, I saw a black bear. A full-ass black bear. It was crazy. I almost died. And they're like, whoa! That's insane. I told a bunch of people at school about it. And they're like, whoa, that's crazy. You live out in like a wooded area? Yup, that's where bears live, all right. And then I found out, guys. I found out, because I told my stepdad about this. And he was like, ah, oh, let me, uh... Let me call up the local, like, a reserve or whatever, the nature people, to see if we can uh, track down this black bear for you. And they're like, okay, we hunted it down. We found what you uh, saw. And they pull it out a big old sack. And it was a fucking black cat. That's what I saw. I saw a black cat instead. It was not a black bear. It was a false alarm. I had falsified my story to all of those people. What if they were just punking you and actually it was a bear, but they just didn't want to scare you <laughs> thinking there's bears around? It's entirely possible, I suppose. They just never caught it, but they're like, okay, we gotta give this kid something. And then you kept that cat and raised it. Yeah, how do they know the cat was the thing that you saw? How can they verify this? I guess they didn't see a black bear in the area, but they saw a black cat. Do black bears even live in the Pacific Northwest? I thought they are mostly East Coast. Yeah, they do. We see them all the fucking time when I was camping. Oh, okay. Literally, we'd be, like, walking around a campsite, and there'd just be some fucking black bear just hanging out in the campsite. They just, it's all, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're kind of funny. Yeah. I, w- I would agree. They're a little silly. Nico? Uh-huh. Let's say hypothetically. Mm. Uh, you're, you're, it's, you know, a couple years in the future. You have a girl you've been dating for three years. You're, you've both moved in together. You've been living together about a year. And then she takes off a, her mask and she's a no, black bear. And you have a dog together. You love her and the dog. Yeah. You come home one day like and she going. is getting railed by the dog. How do you react? He knew that. He knew it. I vomit on the spot. <laughs> do you break up with her? Yes, of course I do, Tanner. Okay. She's do railing the dog. Do you get rid of the dog? Yes, I would, I'd put the dog down, dude. Really? I'm not going to get cucked by a dog. I ain't Why are you that. euthanizing the dog? The yes. dog's just doing dog things, man. Look, dude, he's supposed to be a man's best friend. You don't fuck your friend's girl, okay? That's <laughs> fucked up. I don't care if he's aware okay. of it or not. Jackson, same question. Um, yes, I'd break up. Um, she'd keep the dog. They can have their fun. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's worse. <laughs> Obviously, she left. She left me for the dog. It's fine. <laughs> you could be that sad guy at the bar where they're like, eh, "What happened to you?" My what? <laughs> My <laughs> girlfriend left me for a dog. All right, Tanner. Let's say you're walking to the bus stop one morning, as you tend to do, and uh-huh. as you're on the way there, you get hit by the bus. Okay, you get fucking Holy demolished. Shit. That thing obliterates you. You're six feet under at Am this I point, bro. In this you get isekai, <laughs> dude. To the world of Zootopia, you are the only human here, bro. Uh-huh. How long do you think you would last before you try and get some of that animal minge, bro? <laughs> uh, damn. Is Bunny Pussy called Bussy? We'll say yes. <laughs> um. You know, the the thing is, I'm not too familiar with isekais is one problem. Do Generally, do isekai stories end with the person going back home? Um, they can. It's not super common, though. Most of the time, they end with it's them not just very being there still. Okay, so generally speaking, I'm going to be like, I'm probably just stuck here. Yeah. 
You could like try and work towards finding a solution back. Who knows what that would be? But like, I you get, could try. But, like I feel like that's kind of like what I don't have any relevant knowledge in that sort of thing. True. So it's either I'd have to be in the situation to know where my mind would go. I see myself go in two directions with my mind. One. It's, I'm like, I guess this is my life now. And so I, I pretty much uh, dive into that animal poo tang immediately. <laughs> Two, my mind goes, okay, this is some weird fucking experiment that, and I'm being fooled and they want to see how quickly I'll jump into the animal poo tang. And so I won't do it at all. I think okay. it's a little weird that you're even considering this as is. If I got transported to Zootopia, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And then I'd probably just like be a hermit or something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess a follow up question: Do they accept me? Are they like, yeah, it's a it's a whatever that is? Yeah, they're like, oh no, you're like a hairless monkey or something. Gotcha, we okay. don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the. It's either immediately or never. It's hard to say which one, which way I'll go. Sounds fair enough, dude. Honestly, like I've seen Zootopia, Judy hops. She just does something, you know. She mm-hmm. does something. No way. Speaking of talking animals, dude, is it time for us to talk about the fucking funny bird movie? On our world famous segment, Guapish at the movies. What the fuck is that? Fucking Super Mario Star theme there. It was. I was trying to think of like a Rio music, but well, we're not talking about fucking Rio. We're talking about Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is actually our Patreon request for this week. That's also a funny animal movie. We had a lot of. We had a lot of funny animal movies this week. That's crazy. Yeah, this was the wholesome family movie segment this week. Yeah. Tanner, would you, if you got Isekai to the world of Fantastic Mr. Fox, smash one of them boxes, uh, man, dude? you know, they're a lot more off-putting looking than uh, than the Zootopia animals. Yeah. Uh, damn, would I have to end up looking like one of the humans? Yeah. Fuck, I don't think I'd do it. <laughs> well, speaking of not wanting to do it, Jackson, actually, Tanner, would you like to tell us about Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox, dude? Fantastic Mr. Fox is... The wonderful story of a man named Mr. Fox. Uh, what's his first name? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's a, he's a he's a thief. He's a renowned thief. That's what he's good at. But uh, he has a wife, and his wife is like, "Hey, we need to get out of the business. I'm preggers." Uh, and so they start a family, and uh, you know he's he's jonesing for one last job, though. You know he's going through a midlife crisis of a sorts. Um, and so he starts planning a new job because he moves into a new house uh, that's right across the street from these three humans who make various industrial products. And they're like bad guys because they are. Um, and so he's doing this heist and things go horribly wrong where he gets found out. They get to his house and then they fucking trap him underground and they're chasing him and all the other forest critters, their houses get fucked up. And so they're all underground. And then he uh, comes up with a, a, a last ditch plan to defeat the humans and uh, it works. And then everyone's happy but living in the sewer. But also they can get into the grocery store. So that's kind of cool. And the sewer's sick, dude. The sewer's fucking crazy. They've got insane real estate. The market's going crazy in there. The sewer's kind of cool, I suppose. Guys, this movie is very hard to criticize because movies like this don't, honestly, they don't take itself very seriously. And there's a lot of, like, random little plot point things that make no sense. And most of it is done for, like, just the thrill of yeah. seeing it happen. 
like a really obvious one, at least for me, is why didn't Fantastic Mr. Fox go up the fucking, you know, climb climb up there with the uh, whatever the fucking thing is and the other kid. I can't. I'm not doing a very good job painting a picture of what scene I'm talking about here. This is this is when they're trying to get the, the fucking other kid back um, that was trapped mm. in the cage. And he was like doing the one on one with a rabbit dog. The rabbit dog was like totally docile there. Why the fuck didn't he just like also go up the ladder with them? Right. And it was entirely just there to make that scene happen. Um, but like it was totally pointless and stupid of him to do that. There's no reason for that to happen. And there's a lot of things like that in this movie. And because of that, it's really hard to fucking criticize because, you know, it's just like part of like the experience, I guess, even though it feels kind of like wasted time and like stupid motivations. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? You do about? need to kind of suspend your disbelief with some aspects of this to him a little bit. For example, like a big thing for me personally is that like I had pointed this out like during the movie as well is fucking so the humans acknowledge that like the animals are fully capable of like speech and like they obviously have like a higher level of sentience to them and shit like that but they still just want to murder them <laughs> like what what's the what's the structure of this world exactly are animals like some sort of like suppressed minority group or something here because uh, like, they kind of just treat them like normal animals they're also capable of speech or something like that. Like, like, what's going on here exactly? Like, this feels like a very uh, yeah. morally dubious situation for the humans here. But they just seem totally fine with executing all of them, you know? <laughs> right. Here's a here's an extra wrinkle to that point. Do the animals actually have the legal property rights to that tree <laughs> and shit? That is a solid question. <laughs> Because if so, they're just, like, invading their home and fucking absolutely demolishing it, you know? Right, Well, I yeah. guess, to be fair, I don't think that they actually destroy the tree at all. They just, like, bend it up off of its hinges. Like, they just get at the sweet, sweet dirt underneath it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to answer <laughs> exactly. that one for you. It's just, it's a, th- it's, you know, yeah, it's it just is one, what it's it is. It's one of the, like, quirky little things about the movie, which this film is full of, okay? This is a very quirky film it's got it's got a lot of wit to it you know mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of it it's got that sweet sweet wes anderson feel mm-hmm. guys this is the only wes anderson film i've ever seen really you've never seen like a train to busan or anything like that that's, that's a not- that's not a fucking wes anderson film so no that's not relevant here unfortunately <laughs> i don't know how many wes anderson films yeah, I've i think seen. this is the only one that i've seen as well i do have the grand budapest hotel that's- on my list though so We'll get to that one eventually. That sounds boring as fuck. I hear it's one of his better ones. But yeah, outside of that, obviously the stop motion animation, this film is entirely stop motion. It looks fucking great. I'm a big fan of it. Shit looks fantastic. The uh, As again, the fucking style of it, superb. I'm a big fan, dude. I'm a big fan. It's something we'd also praise Coraline for. Like, fucking stop motion, people should really get on that shit a little bit more, you know? Like... The shit is timeless, honestly. It just, it's going to hold up in like fucking 50 years and 100 years, 200 years into the future. We'll still look back on this and be like, that came out today, basically. And also, like, you know, along with that, like the voice acting and stuff like that, also great. Also a big fan of Mm. all of them. I feel like they all did a good job. Some of the characters. Shout out to George Clooney. Some of the characters are a little on the weaker side, though. For example, the girl fox, not like his wife, but the little girl fox. Mm-hmm. She, she kind of just felt entirely unnecessary. Like, it, at the ending of the movie, when he's uh, talking to all of them, he's like, you're my closest associates and bullshit like that. It's like, she's also there. And it's like, they never said a word to each other in this entire film. Right. Why is I she think, here? Yeah, the, that part was weird. I think she was mostly just a vehicle for 
them to have tension between the younger siblings was the primary reason for her existence. The weird, yeah, the ending thing was super weird, though. Why the fuck was she there at all? Yeah, but, like, <laughs> she, got, even, she got hitched. <laughs> even on, like, that front of, like, there being tension between the two of them, there's already plenty of it. <laughs> Because, yeah, like, you know, this new boy, this new white boy, he's, like, so much better at sports, which is the only thing that little boy wants to, like, be really good at, you know? And there's there's already a bunch of conflict going on there because he's just, he's just so much cooler than him and, like, so much smarter and so much like, more handsome and so much, like, you know, uh, so much more, like, you know, fucking fuckable, I guess. I, 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 I want to use that sure, term lightly, yeah. but... It, it's true, okay? It's He's true. got that Riz. He does. He does have some madass Riz. Bro's the fucking Wizard of Oz. Bro's the fucking Wizard <laughs> from Spider-Man. Yeah, no. Do you guys have any, uh, like, real dire complaints with this movie? Is there anything you uh, take particular issue um, with? I don't know. Honestly, I wasn't really a huge fan of, like, much of the ending, to be completely honest. Mm. Like, them coming out of the sewers and, like, fighting back and, like, the weird, like, goofy chasing shit. I wasn't, like, a huge fan of it, to be completely honest. I thought yeah. it was kind of fucking stupid. Mm. Um, I, I do like the idea that his... Like, the main character is, like, totally just a very imperfect person. Like, he literally just, like, sentences, like, an entire community of people to death, practically. Yeah. Um, and they take it very lightly. Or, I mean, obviously, they're, like, they're mad at him, but they take it in stride, which is surprising. <laughs> like, when he fucking mm-hmm. mentioned sacrificing himself and people were in the media, like, Hell yeah, dude, kill yourself, dude, <laughs> fucking save us. Uh, that was a little shocking. Like, he, ba- he basically, like, ruined everybody's lives there. Uh, and people were pretty chill about it. The yeah. wife's a fucking trooper, man. He's just not a good person. She should leave him, uh, but she stuck through. Respect, I guess. He, right, he's I got, got real. He's got real Jack Sparrow vibes about him. I've never seen the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, however you say it. Uh, but I'll take your word for it. I, I I can slightly see where you're coming from with that, but. <laughs> I, th- I think I overall disagree. Okay. <laughs> Jack Sparrow feels much more like an agent of chaos than Fantastic Mr. Fox does. I feel like they're both agents of chaos. I don't know. Like, it feels like Jack Sparrow, he just kind of, like, goes along with, like, whatever madness he has cooking up in his mind. To be honest, actually, it doesn't even feel like he has any sort of ideas going on in his mind. He just does shit and it works out. Whereas Fantastic Mr. Fox, okay. it feels like he's more cunning, you know? It feels like he he, okay. he knows what's what okay. up there. I suppose I was more drawing the similarity in in terms of, like, they're both, like, the lovable rogue mm. archetype. Okay. Guys, what'd you think of the teeth? <laughs> yeah, the, whenever he'd, Kinda like, do funny. that weird smile. That shit was yeah. weird. Yeah, that always caught me off guard. I thought yeah. it was funny. <laughs> it was definitely pretty silly. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Why is he doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this fucking like clicking and whistle thing as well. It's like mm-hmm. it's a, it's it's one of those uh, little quirks, you know. It's one it's one of the many little quirks to this. Yeah, film. I definitely was doing that for a couple of weeks after seeing the movie. Like like this most recent, like the first okay. time I saw it. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like right now, dude. He's been like people leave at work. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you guys gonna hear that one? But it was a really good impression. I can't wait to hear I'll, on the recording. I'll later, trust dude. you. <laughs> Yeah, outside of that, though, do you guys really have anything else to say about Fantastic Mr. Fox? No. All right, sweet. Well, if that's the case, then... Yeah, Dylan hasn't uh, apparently watched all the movies for this week, so I guess we're uh, not getting those. Um, Oops. Oh, well. Yeah, so for, like, the official rating, I guess tune in for next week when he has all those... But yeah, I guess I'm going to give this film... Let's go with an A-, minus. I am glad you said that, because I also gave it an A-. minus. Holy cow, you guys are insane. I'm giving it an S. Whoa. Jesus. 
Not that shocking, oh, honestly, but... I think you're insane, actually. Humph. 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 Anyways, uh, that puts it at a... Hold up. That puts it at an A. Hey, that's a pretty Pending. fantastic rating, I must say. <laughs> anyway, on to the next film here. Jackson, what else are we going to be reviewing for this now week? Now we're talking about Rio 2, which was uh, Dylan's pick. And it's also the movie that Nico is going to describe because he loved this movie just so much. Dude, I love Rio 2. I love those funny birds. I love that really fuckable fucking frog that they have in this movie. She's so <laughs> hot. She has the exact kind of energy I'm looking for from a woman. Anyway, Rio 2. So this movie is all about Blue, his woman. I forget her name. I feel like it should be like Azure or something along those lines, you know? Just like something else that has to do with Blue, but not Blue. Something like that, you know? I don't know what it was exactly. But like, you know, her and uh, Rio, they got they got a little boning going on. So they have some kids now. And they're like, hey, let's go and fly to Brazil. Or not Brazil, the rainforest. We're going to go to the rainforest because we want to see like our pals or whatever the fuck. So they go over to the rainforest. And while they're there, they end up meeting they end up meeting a bunch of other blue macaws. This is this is mind-blowing. This is nuts, quite frankly. Because the blue macaw is supposed to be an extinct species, okay? They're supposed to be basically extinct. They're supposed to be the last ones of their kind. But there's a whole-ass rainforest full of them, apparently. And so while they're there, they're hanging out with all the other macaws. They end up finding out that like, the leader of this tribe of macaws is the woman's father. What? And he doesn't approve of Blue very much. Because Blue's a fucking soy boy cuck, okay? He would absolutely just let Diego or whatever the fuck the other bird's name just, like, rail his woman. But... Luckily, it doesn't end up happening. Instead, what happens is that these fucking characters, they end up needing to fight for their home, okay? Because the red macaws, or whatever they are, are trying to take their home. And they play a game of soccer, and they lose their home to them. And then humans, a big old poacher guy, tries to fucking plow down the rainforest. He wants to cut it all down because he likes trees as lumber not as normal trees but as lumber he likes trees as lumber and also the white bird from the first movie is also here and he's trying to kill blue and they eventually save the rainforest and that's about it you know that's yeah fuck you what a terrible description fuck Come you on. i did my best here dude i worked with what Ooh. i had why was it not like a three minute long tangent about you really wanting to fuck the scientist chick as a child Dude, because I liked her in the first movie, I didn't like her as much here. In the first movie, she gets in like this hot ass like carnival like bird outfit, and you can like see her, you can see her uh, perfectly, <laughs> perfectly formed breasts in that film. It's pretty sweet. I'm a big fan of it there. In this one though, she just looks all frumpy and shit like that, and I'm not as big of a fan of that, you know. The fucking frog on the other hand okay guys let's talk about the frog for a second this frog has absurd sexual energy going on the likes of which i don't think i've ever seen in a children's movie before quite frankly it's untenable okay she wants to get down and out with this white bird guy all right and i i it was honestly mind-blowing what they were able to get away with with that mm -hmm. frog Guys, I'm going to just get the uh the elephant out of the room here and say that i do not want to fuck blue's wife why She's not? a bird. It would never work. Dude, <laughs> have you considered that she has, like, eyelashes, though? Which makes her a uh, woman bird. Yeah. She's also a slightly different color, yeah. if you didn't notice. She's slightly lighter. I, I, I didn't notice. That's so me, though. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to get the actual elephant out of the room. I think, for my general synopsis of this movie, um, it's super average and pretty unfunny throughout most of it. 
and then the ending is a complete fucking train wreck because it just seems incredibly rushed. They had like a bunch of plot points and it seemed like they just didn't really know how to finish them all in a clean way. So they basically just had like some stupid dumb battle scene with everybody and then all the tension's gone after that and the movie's over. It's really fucking stupid. Like they have this, uh, I was, I was really bitching about it during the watching of this movie and the other guys watching, you no know, Tanner and Nico didn't give a fuck about what I was saying. But basically, right, they've got like this big game of golf or whatever they're doing, this big competition with the fucking red parrots and this is basically for their territory practically. It's their fucking livelihood or something. The hunting, the hunting ground for the food here, right? If they don't have that food, they're all going to starve or something. They have to relocate the entire massive flock. And this is like a huge deal, right? You know, it's like literally where this entire tribe of birds live in like this secluded hidden area of the Amazon rainforest away from the humans. Uh, and they lose and then just like nothing happens with that at all. And then the very next scene, it's the fucking parrots and the blue whatever they are uh, together helping fighting against the humans. It's fucking stupid. And that's just never brought up again. Um, and that, that type of thing happens with basically every plot point in this movie. Like yeah, they build up the fucking consequences for anything in this. Yeah, film. they build they build up the hunter guy to be like this really big threat, and like he's you know the the primary reason for you know the deforestation having the Amazon. But it's such a quick and stupid thing that it basically nothing doesn't happen at all. The he's two basically fucking not a character in this. Yeah, film. speaking of people that aren't characters, the fucking scientist people were like practically not in this film at all. They seem like they're just like fan service for the people that watched the first movie or something. Uh, the fucking dad, the plot progression with the dad. Um, accepting Blue was stupid as shit. He fucking hated this guy. He hated his guts. And then suddenly they just have like a touching moment or some shit. And now they're all chill. It's super weird. It was really rushed and dumb. The fucking, the strong, cool, hot bird guy that they're hyping up the whole movie just suddenly just shuts down <laughs> when he thinks about humans. And he's just like complete, complete fucking retard after that for no reason. Yeah, super exactly. weird. It's just like a super fucking sudden. Like they, if they had set it up beforehand, where, like, the dad was talking to, like, venting to him. He's like, yeah, he used to be, like, a pet or some shit. And then that guy said, whoa, 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 a pet? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, oh, and and anyway. Like, you know, just something like that. To, like, kind of set it up a little bit. Instead of him immediately just becoming just this blubbering pile of bullshit, you know? Yeah, I guess the fucking, the white bird guy that was, like, hunting them with his posse with the anteater and the, the frog as well. They're basically non-threats the entire movie. They're yeah. just, like, the stupid trope of villains where they have a bunch of near misses with killing the guy and that's basically it uh yeah this movie is like they don't even have that many near misses they have like one they have like i think they had two they had the near miss when he was like getting shot at the very end where they're like fighting and then the one on the uh the bus the boat boat. yeah the boat yeah yeah it just seemed like they wanted him for like fan service as well he was like there's like basically no actual tension in this movie and then all the actual tension uh, was immediately thrown away. They they totally fumbled the shit out of this movie, which is not saying Wait, much because this wasn't really that great of a movie to begin with. Were either of those even near misses considering the, the big reveal that the frog isn't poisonous? Well, the first one when they were on the boat uh, was a near miss because he was just going to fucking claw the guy's neck out or some shit, but then okay, he got scared yeah, away. Yeah. The, the second one, though, when they got shot... I guess was technically not a near miss. I mean, it is. It was a near miss from the audience's perspective until we got that reveal. Yeah. So I still think it counts. Honestly, I feel as if this film is really emblematic of like a lot of the worst possible traits a children's movie can possess. Like, just uh, there's zero fucking tension with anything. The, the there's zero consequences for any of the actions that the characters do. The story doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. It kind of just feels like things are happening because they're like, well. We gotta pad out this runtime somehow, I guess. They have random, shitty-ass, like, pop song sequences throughout the film. Or it's like, 
I, I guess you needed something for the Rio 2 soundtrack so that all, all them kids can buy it and sing along to I Will Survive, but now it's the White yeah. Birds version. Where the Do you guys remember <laughs> I Will Survive from Shrek? <laughs> it's just shit, overall. This is a, not a very good movie, I would say. Pretty rough, to be I honest. I agree. I think this movie is bland, boring, and stupid, but... I, I like the ant eater. I like the ant eater when he's busting it down. That it's it's uh, it's a well animated dance sequence with a funny animal. I enjoyed that. There was too much damn singing in this movie. There was. There was far too much singing. In also, this movie. the humans look like dog shit. They're so ugly. Oh my it's so god! Creepy. They are horrendous. Yeah, it's not. It's some real like that opening panning shot from uh, One Piece Four. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how ugly the humans are. I disagree on that. By the way, I feel like that looks fine, dude. I feel like it looks perfectly You're fine. Capping, but anyway. Like, I guess let's talk about the other massive elephant in this room. That being the main character himself. This guy is a total beta male cuck loser, dipshit. He's wearing his fucking fanny pack of tools. He doesn't want to improve himself. He wants to just live his stupid cozy life. Understandable on some of those terms, but, like, they really just constantly shut him down this entire movie. They just show him as a complete fucking, like, total disaster of a person. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he's just, like, redeemed in this, like, battle scene at the end. That yeah. really, again, t- contributes to that. Why the fuck are we ever supposed to like this character? He's just some fucking awkward loser... I, I like the other bird guy, the Chad dude. He was fucking cool as shit. I wanted, I wanted him to take his girl, to be completely honest. Yeah. See, th- this is one uh, one downside of not having seen the first one is uh, I assume that he has a character arc in the first movie where he learns, like he he learns to not be a fucking dweeb. And then I guess they just kind of do away with that at the beginning of this one. I assume that's what's happened. I but think I, he I just learns know, how so. to fly in the first one. Because initially he's flightless, but he learns how to fly. And that's how the woman falls for him. Because he, like, saves her some bullshit. I don't know if oh, he, okay. like, uh, redeems himself in the dweebiness sort of way. Honestly, in terms of, like, the fucking Chad bird in this movie, I am very baffled that they did not really go the route of, like, him actually threatening to, like, steal his woman at all. Because, like, it's constant, you're constantly thinking this entire time, because that's how formulaic this film is, generally. You think that they'd go ahead and follow through with that as well. They don't, though. He just, he just, he just mm-hmm. makes a remark of, like, hey, if anything happens, dude, don't worry, I'll look after your family. And that's about it for the most part. The rest of the time, you're thinking, oh, it, well, when's it going to happen? Well, when's, like, you know, uh, his girl going to be like, ooh, I kind of like this other guy? Or, like, when's he, like, going to really start making some moves and be like, hey, I'm going to get with your woman now, by the way? That doesn't happen, though. It's just him kind of like threatened that like oh this could happen though this could potentially happen but it's about just it. like, as far as they take and just it. like that nico your expectations were defied a plus there we go very mm-hmm. true it's uh what's what's the thing ryan johnson said it subverted your expectations yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i like how they had that bird anytime it like intro like was introduced to a scene it would do that fucking bruno mars sound it's yeah like, you know yeah but I thought that was funny in a stupid way, not not a not a naturally funny way. Yeah, of course. You you were laughing ironically oh, yeah. when you were wheezing and fucking dying on the floor and not being capable of breathing anymore. It was entirely ironic, is why you're mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah, it was just being a little silly goofs. Yeah. Anyway, does anyone else have any other thoughts on this film? Anything in particular you want to say about the frog? Maybe I guess. God no. <laughs> Wood. My man. A plus. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm gonna give this film personally. 
Let's say D. I'm gonna give it it's a D. It's just another week where I picked the exact same ranks with Nico. I also gave this movie a D. Holy shit, that's crazy. I'm also giving it a D. Whoa, let's go. Can't wait for Dylan to give it like a fucking B plus Dylan's or something. Gonna love this fucking oh, movie, yeah. dude. Yeah, this movie's really making me realize that my like lower C, upper D tiers are really fucked up. Yeah. Like I've got the Power Rangers movie at D plus. That does not hold up its place at this point. <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some work that's got to be done in that segment. Anyways, that's beside the I'm point. I'm glad you're coming around to my point of view on that movie. <laughs> that movie is total ass. Anyways, uh, the Goonies, guys. The Goonies. This was my the pick. The Goonies. Yep. I remember watching this movie many times as a child, but never actually watching the entire thing, which, you know, makes sense because I didn't remember fucking anything about this movie. Um, literally no plot points about this I expected at all. It's basically like watching a movie blind at this point. Uh, but yeah, this was a movie. There's a bunch of kids with the Goonies. Uh, they uncover a treasure map or something in their mom's attic or their parents' attic. And they go off on a grand adventure to find the gold of One-Eyed Willie or something. Uh, and they do that. And they encounter these literal murderers that killed a person. And then they also go on the trip to find the gold because they want money. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of hijinks. They go through like a big cave. There's all sorts of traps and puzzles and stuff they have to solve. They almost fucking die. Um, and there's a big bombastic ending where they're on the on the ship and they have to battle the literal murderers. Uh, and then they escape and they get caught by the police and everybody's happy. The end. Ooh. Guys, I think this movie did not live up to the hype at all for me. <laughs> I think it's pretty goofy. I think mostly. It's because it leans super far into just, like, being some, like, kid's adventure movie, but it's also a little bit too serious with what it does. Yeah. Like, for, like, with its traps. And so, for example, uh, literal murderers, right? They killed, they killed a person. Um, they've, they've been shown to be, like, these violent, dangerous criminals. They were gonna fucking blend a child's hand, and then they're just shown to be kind of, like, these bumbling idiots when they get into the cave. They should be, like, actual threats. Like, if they wanted to, they could have just fucking gunned down all these kids and taken the money and basically had no risk. Um, but, obviously, it's a kid's movie, so they can't do that, so they're just fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, the traps and shit. If this was... Obviously, you have to kind of... This is like a Fantastic Mr. Fox, and you have to suspend your disbelief a bit. But if these were actual kids, uh, the second, like, any of these traps came off, they probably would have just fucking dipped. Because this is horrifying. Like, especially, like, the kid that literally got dropped, like, 30 feet onto a bed of fucking bamboo spikes <laughs> like and they just walk it off and like yeah that's chill or like the fucking falling rocks and shit like this is this is like impossibly dangerous like these kids literally could have died they joke about the fact that they could have died but they literally just could have died and to they be are, fair jackson for the spike yeah. trap that kid's from vietnam he he had to like deal with that kind of shit on a daily basis He's, okay? they're chinese <laughs> anyways <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, no, the tension thing makes it really weird, and then that really exacerbates itself with the final scene with them on the ship fighting the bad guys. That shit was really stupid and dumb, uh, and just, like, goofy. I couldn't take it, I couldn't take it seriously. Right now, I couldn't take most of this movie seriously. It's just kind of, like, dumb kid's humor. I thought it was charming, though. I think the, like, the practical effects stuff they did kind of looked like shit at sometimes, when, like, the falling rocks would just fucking bounce up in the air, which looks <laughs> super dumb. Yeah. Or, like, there'd just be, like, random CG rocks falling and shit when they could have used practical effects. But overall, I think the effects and stuff were, like, totally fine for the time. Anyways, I talked a lot. What the fuck do you guys think about this movie? Uh, but, like, you know, by today's standards, they're a bit dated. I, I definitely think the biggest issue with this film is its inconsistent tone. Like, like Jackson said... 
you know, one minute they fucking found a dude in a freezer who got his uh, a bullet in his head. The next we're uh, hearing Chunk talk about how, like, the time he threw up on some people at a movie theater when everyone in the movie theater started throwing up on each other, you know? It's it's just one of those things. It's it, it's a little odd. It doesn't, it doesn't quite... It doesn't quite feel right, you know? It, it just doesn't. But... Other than that, I hate the characters for the most part. I don't, I, I don't find really any of them to be particularly likable at all. Tanner looks bewildered right now, but they're all pretty fucking bland, I guess. You know, like I, I, I don't particularly care about any of them. Data, especially, I hate. He's annoying. Chunk is also really annoying. He, he does the truffle shuffle, which is pretty fun. But outside of that, also the woman. Okay, the, the, the female girl who is not the main love interest. I hate her. I despise her so much. She's she's just constantly chiming in with all these snide remarks about like, huh, you're a little kid, you piece of shit. Fuck you, kid. And it's like, just shut up already. Please. Please. I don't care what you have to say. Anyways, Tanner, defend this movie. Why are you giving it an S+. <laughs> uh, I'm not going that high. Let's not get crazy. But I know, Tanner. Yeah, I this movie's a-, a classic or whatever, and you always love to defend the classics. Outside of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, outside of that one, you love all the classics, yeah, okay? Except for the bad yeah, ones. Yeah, tell us about um, how this is like a real Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know, a masterpiece. No, a masterclass of its, it's time, not, it's in not, fact. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. I do think it's a charming little film. I agree with a lot of the points you guys brought up, except for what Nico was just, that's fucking crazy. What do you mean? He's capping hard. What do you mean, dude? I think these are uh, engaging and interesting characters. No, they aren't. I think, What's uh, interesting I think, about yes, any of are. them? Shut up. Uh, I think a lot of what this movie does well is that... Uh, Especially the dialogue with all the kids is very well written. These feel like actual children and how they actually speak and interact with each other. Agreed on um, that point. Okay. So so you're saying your, your bias is just kind of like you don't like kids. No, that's not it at all. I don't like the characters themselves. I do agree that the dialogue is pretty good, where like their banter does feel very childlike, but the characters themselves, I don't like. I guess I just like what what's wrong with the characters? You know, they they fit like you know the little archetypes and whatever. What, yeah, what, what, they're, they're just like fucking archetypes, dude. There's there's stereotypes that I we've seen a million other times. Yeah, but this was like one of the first movies to fucking do that. I disagree. I feel like th- I feel like there are many films prior to this where it's like the same sort of characters doing the same bullshit. Like what? I don't know. Fucking Stand By Me, I guess. I don't know exactly. Stand By Me was 87. That's fucking nuts, that dude. That came out two years Unfortunately, later. Tanner, I don't have any exact films for you at the moment, but I know... I know for a fact that these are all fucking basic ass stereotypes that there have they've been done hundreds of times. I know, but like, what if the Goonies did it first? What if you they know? did it first, dude? Even if they did it first, it's something we've seen so many times. It still doesn't do anything interesting uh, with them. I think you're. Uh, I think you're. I think I think you're being a little cringe right now. To be honest, Nico, I think you're being like. For example, like, Tanner, you look at a show like Seinfeld, okay? Seinfeld or Friends uh-huh. or something like that. They're not very good by today's standards because they're things that we've that's, seen that's so many capping. other times. I don't like Seinfeld, Tanner. We've been over this, man. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, then. But sit down. You don't have a good opinion These are about all things, this one. They've been reiterated upon so many times that by today's standards, they're just kind of fucking cliche. And they're not very good anymore, I think okay? that's a terrible way to, like, assign rankings to these movies, but whatever. Look, dude, I'm sorry I can't, like, go back and time and watch this film prior to seeing all that good shit that did all this stuff significantly better but it's just not the reality we live in i can't look at this in that way you know okay 
That's fine that you uh, don't have an imagination or whatever the <laughs> fuck your problem is. I'm sorry, you can't delete um, your memory of good things. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the, the the standout thing is you know how well written these uh, characters are and their interactions between each other, and it, it very feel it very much feels like uh, yeah, you know, when I'm a kid, I want to go on a little adventure, or whatever. And uh, I kind of disagree about the tone stuff, just because like. I think having real shit in uh, kids' movies is generally a good thing. I think if there's uh, real shit in a kids' movie, though, they should react to it like it's actual real shit, though. Which is what the disconnect is for me. uh, Like, if it's a kids' movie and they're like... I'm referring specifically to the Cardellinis. Uh, I mean, there's, I mean, there's still a pretty fucking major threat. They killed a, again, they killed a person. They broke out of jail. They've been shown to be capable. Uh, but they're yeah, like, and they're total like just, oh my gosh, these people are crazy. We gotta get away from them. Yeah, and they're total jobbers at the end, though. Yeah. They're also kind of shown to be jobbers the whole time, I think. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of shown to be like little fucking dumbos, but they yeah, also... They're, they they're kind of dumb and goofy. They also could have done, like, anything, and they did nothing. They also, like, immediately... Yeah, no, the I, film starts <laughs> with them breaking out of prison, which in and it's of, of itself... It does show, like, a certain level of cunning to them at the very least, which just isn't present at all throughout the rest True. of the film. I'll agree with that. Um, yeah, I just think this is a charming little adventure story, and I like the characters, and I like the way they're written, and I like a lot of the little lines and quirks of it. I do think it could be a bit tighter, maybe a bit more action here and there, uh, probably some higher stakes i'd say what you're saying is they shouldn't have cut the giant octopus they should have included the giant octopus fight damn it uh they should have given data a gun you know (laughs) stuff like that um yeah whenever like he's not talking on screen everyone should have been asking where's data at where's our funny little (laughs) sidekick they also should have given him access to a time machine i feel it would have been pretty cool yeah um but yeah i kind of i i just think this is a i i appreciate the scope and the sort of compactness of this film. It, it really is something that exists only unto itself. Like, we don't have to worry about all this expanded universe bullshit. We don't have to worry about a fucking chunk, you know, spin-off movie. It gets to exist as its own thing, and I appreciate it for that. That's like most movies, though. That's a really weird thing to I don't it for. think... Irreversible, I su- hum. <laughs> I suppose that is most movies, but like... This one really, really shows itself to be like that, I guess, for you. The, the This one is the one that got popular and then didn't do all that other bullshit. What about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Yeah, Tanner? Ferris Bueller's Day Off, too. What about Monster House? What about I, I, feel like, I feel like the level of acclaim of Monster House is not quite on par with uh, the Goonies. How about Nine? Nightmare Before Christmas? Many of the Disney catalog? Uh, anyways, I liked it. <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh, Commentator rank- L. Rankings? Uh, yeah, Jackson, how'd you feel about this one? Uh, I gave this one a C plus. C, dude, looking over my other films, is this going to be another week where Jackson and I rank every single movie the same as I each other? I think we've done that once before. We have, but like, uh... how about you while he's not having a brain blast? I'm going to slap this one in B plus. B plus, okay. I'm thinking, dude. I'm thinking here. Because, like, I could see it either going in B minus or C plus is my big problem. I don't know 
which one it should fall under, though. All right, cons- I, consider this. Uh-huh. C plus is high average, and B or C C plus is low average, and B minus is high average. Ah. Uh. You know, looking at what I have in B minus right now, I don't think that this film is on par with Monster House. So I think I am going to put in C plus. There we go. Nico's copying me for another week in a row. L. The last email two the copy you gave me the exact same rank as me. Hang on. But you copied this one. That's the fucking one that counts. <laughs> Anyways, that puts the Goonies at A B pending. Whoa. Which of course then transitions us to are fantastic other movies that we're watching next week, which are picked by you guys. What are you guys picking? Whoa! Tim, do you have a special thing you want going on, That's right? right, guys. Netflix original November is over, and thank God it is. So now it's time for my new theme, DC Ember. I will be choosing DC movies, all DC Ember. Uh, anyway, this week I'm... Uh, let me think... You know, I'm going to keep the train going of movies that uh, aren't complete dog shit. Uh, well, I guess we weren't... Ah, whatever. I'm going to pick a fucking Superman versus the Elite. That sounds like it's going to be insane. I wonder who the Elite are and why Superman needs to fight them. For me, on the other hand, I'm picking... You know, I... The movies I've been picking recently may have been, uh... Bad. I wouldn't say that at all. I, I was gonna say they've been kind of a little heavy, kind of downers and shit like that, you know? So I think I'm gonna pick something. I know last time I said happiness was gonna be a happy movie. It obviously wasn't. I'm gonna be going with one that's genuinely just gonna be a real treat for the eyes and senses. Speed Racer, the 2008 live-action one. Ooh. Yeah. Dude, Faceless... Uh, this is irrelevant to the podcast, I guess, but he's been trying to get me to watch the movie for a long-ass time. Mm. I think it's the 2008 one. He said it's a live-action one, but it's his favorite movie of all time. Really? Yeah. We are going to find out whether or not Faceless has bad taste this he week, has, He has mm-hmm. bad taste, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I know. I, well. he's, he's looked at our ranks on the website before, and I've been baffled by some of them. <laughs> Anyways, that leans us into the Patreon request, of course, which I will be rolling now. And it's the Beast of Yucca Flash, of course. <laughs> This man doesn't miss fucking Dude. Lucas Ledet. This guy, we pick his films every time. That is fucking amazing. We get his movies so often; it's actually incredible. He literally requested this is... last month. It's bullshit. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lucas Ledet. And if you would also like us to watch your Patreon requested movie, then you can do exactly everything that Jackson's about to say right now. Guys, if you subscribe to our Patreon for only a single dollar a month, you get access to some incredible perks, including, of course, being able to request a movie, which goes along with joining the Discord, which is where you do it. You also get access to the Slime Spot, and you get a 500 free Slime Coins, um, if you ping me about it, because I will forget. And I don't check that shit. You also get early access to every episode we release. You get access to our pre-guap. We used to have a post-guap, too, so you can watch some of our backlog on some of those boys if you want to. Uh, you can also request uh, topics if you want to, and you also get your name read out. Uh, all right, we've got some lovely patrons here. We've got Raheem Wajawani. We've got Kyler Nikolai. Briefly interrupting the name reading to say I'm a hebophile. Top Ramen Man. Joshua Bean. Cuties is my favorite movie because the girls are so cute and funny. Tutbot. Lucas Ledette. Hunter and Jacob Edwards, thank you all. We love and support each and every one of you. Thank you so much. And with that out of the way, hope to see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.